This is Lindsay Spoor, owner of Stilly River Yarns in Stanwood, Washington. We've been in business for just over two years now, and one of the things that customers enjoy and want to take part in the most is the community that we have here at the shop. You've told us you want to hear more about what we're working on, what we see customers working on, newly arrived items, recipes, books, trends in the yarn and fiber arts world, and podcast recommendations, among many other things. And, well, who are we not to take that on in our mission as a full-service yarn shop? So here we are with what we hope will be a taste of Stilly River Yarns in audio form. We're calling it the Stilly String Podcast, after our Stilly String Social Night, which takes place on Tuesdays from 5-ish to 8-ish p.m. This will be a work in progress, and I'm a one-woman show, not just here, but in the shop as well. So if you have feedback or corrections, please drop me a line by email or let me know when you swing by the shop. I'll include our contact information in the show notes. Right now, the podcast is scheduled to go out once a month. I may mean for getting it out at the end of the third week each month. So with all that in mind, here we go. I'm going to start with what I'm currently working on, then move to recently finished and shared items, and then end with what's going on in the shop and any upcoming regional events. For photos and links to patterns, recipes, books, etc., please check out the shop's blog. I'll have a special post up for each episode that will serve as liner notes. All right, so first up, we're going to tackle works in progress. I just started a version of the Venora shell from the spring and summer 2019 issue of Nitty. I was going to say the latest issue of Nitty, but I noticed that First Fall came out last week. So if you're not familiar with Nitty, it's a completely free online fiber arts publication. In spite of the name, they've also added crochet and hand spinning patterns and articles over the past few years. For the Venora shell, I'm using Pollock by Juniper Moon Farms, which is a great summer blend of 55% silk and 45% linen. The colorway I'm using is called Grade Rainbow, that's G-R-E-Y-E-D, or G-R-A-Y-E-D, depending on where you're from in the English-speaking world, and it is really subtle and lovely. The fabric is incredible, too. I'm going to modify it slightly because I really loathe tank tops and shells. So I'm adding sleeves and turning it into a drop shoulder tee instead. I had a customer come in yesterday. Hi, Valerie. And she also suggested that I could take a cue from the Bonnie Tee by Tin Can Knits and I could just do a V-shaped insert of the lace pattern so that I didn't have a big top rectangle that might shift over time. So I may play with that. I think I've decided I'm knitting the back first, which is all lace plus a little bit of ribbing. So I have some time to decide. The pattern is basically just two big rectangular panels that get seamed. So no matter which way I go, uh, picking up stitches for the sleeves shouldn't be a big deal. She said optimistically. I should also really get back to work on a languishing spinning project that I started, I think, last year, probably early fall. It's a blend of natural brown merino and undyed silk. And while it's lovely, I only have one bobbin's worth, and I think I have six ounces of the fiber left in my project box. 
So that might end up being my tour de fleece project. We'll talk a little bit more about tour de fleece here in a few minutes. So that's what I've got going on as far as projects that we have seen come through the shop recently. I'm going to name these in no particular order, but our customers are crafting up a storm right now. This is not an exhaustive list, but it'll give you a good idea of what's on everyone's hooks and needles. I have seen an almanac sweater by Tin Can Knits, a derecho by Allison Green, a night shift shawl by Andrea Mowry, for which uh, the customer also hand spun all of the yarn in five days. My hat's off to her. Unheated Warnings, which is another shawl, and that's by Barbara Benson. A Boyfriend Hat by Stephanie Nicole Bennett. Cowboys and Angels by Isabel Kramer. That is yet another shawl. You can kind of see the summer theme developing, I think. Hitchhiker by Martina Bem. Klein Shawl by Jennifer Dassault. Bonnie by Tin Can Knits. Uh, We actually have two Bonnies, I think, that are in the works. And a vest called Areka by Shibui Knits. We have also heard about a Seamurg shawl by Olga Sukovalova. And you really need to take a look at that pattern on Ravelry. It is incredible sculptural lace that depicts a mythological Persian bird. And oh my gosh, one day... I hope to be able to knit that well. Um, So that's what people are working on right now in and around the shop. What have I recently finished? Well, I'm finally done with the crocheted Isla shawl by Julie Blagojevich. If you follow the shop on Instagram, you may recognize this as the purple lace weight behemoth that I've been working on for a few months. It ended up using 1,500 yards of lace weight on a USD or 3.25 millimeter hook. And I am so very glad to be on the other side of it. I used one cake of Ella Ray Rustic Lace Quad in the Florence colorway. And that accounts for uh, about 1,250 yards of the lace weight. I also added in one ball of Ella Ray Rustic Lace in ivory, and that's where the other 300 yards came from. I put a big chunk of that in at the beginning because I could no longer take the endless stretch of mauve that I was working on at the very beginning of the shawl. And I also did a small stripe near the very end because I wasn't sure I would be able to finish on the yarn fumes that I had left on the main color, which was a dark purple. And I wanted that darkest purple of the gradient cake to end the shawl. So I had to add in a little bit of extra to stretch my yardage and get to the stitch count that I needed where I could then finish everything off. Also recently finished, we wrapped up our second year of participating in the Puget Sound Local Yarn Shop Tour this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much to everyone who came to the shop to visit during the tour. I realize as I'm reading my script that I need to specify that the tour happened from May 15th through 19th this year, but the participating shops have a wrap-up meeting in June. So while our customers were done with the tour about a month ago, we were doing some wrap-up work for an extra month. 
But again, thank you so, so much to everyone who came to visit us during the tour. It's an amazing, energizing time of year, even though we are completely exhausted at the end of every single day. And it was fantastic to see so many returning visitors and new people. We're really glad that you loved our patterns and yarn selections. And we need to thank our designers, Meredith Hainsworth and Karen Hooley, for their hard work and gorgeous designs. Meredith did the Elliott Point Socks, which were our knitting pattern. And Karen Hooley did Trifle, which was our crochet pattern this year. We'll have links to their websites and social media feeds in the show notes. The tour is an incredibly important part of our year, and we could not do this without our shop volunteers, our customers, and of course, all our colleagues on the tour for making the event possible this year. The tour just announced next year's dates, so mark your calendars for May 13th through 17th, 2020. It'll be the tour's 15th anniversary, so expect lots of fun and excitement. And rumor has it, some really cool swag. Stay tuned. Non-knitting finishing work that has happened recently, and I should say non-fiber crafting work, uh, I'm getting back into reading. In the process of getting the shop opened and established, and having two young kids at home and having my husband take a new job that means he has a four-hour round-trip commute every day. My grown-up reading has been necessarily limited to books on business, uh, cooking, and whatever Pete the Cat, Wings of Fire, or Little Monster books get brought my way. I just listened to Midnight in Chernobyl by Adam Higginbotham, which is a non-fictional account of the circumstances leading up to and events during and after the Chernobyl nuclear plant disaster in Ukraine in 1986. I was five when it happened, and my grasp of nuclear engineering isn't that great. So when I got hooked on the podcast that HBO and Peter Sagal put out earlier this spring to coincide with their Chernobyl miniseries. Um, I didn't watch the TV series because we don't have TV. I was really interested in the detailed character-driven storytelling that the series seemed to focus on. And I have to say that when I learned that Midnight at Chernobyl was the book that really inspired the miniseries, I decided... I should read it, and I was not disappointed. I appreciate that Higginbotham, the author, uh, took great pains to make the science engaging and clear for the layperson, and that in, in the book he paints a more complex picture of life and culture in the Soviet Union of the 1970s and 1980s than I think we typically get in the media and American pop culture. I also finished uh, about three weeks ago a book called The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas as part of an online book club. And it's a book club called We Need More Diverse Books and Yarn. It's being run by Anne Valley of Little Skein in the Big Wool. And the book club was born out of the conversations on racism, diversity, inclusivity, and representation that have really come to the forefront over the past year or so. Um, I want to specify that the conversation has been brought up many, many times, but it really gained critical mass and came to the forefront over the past six to eight months, both in the fiber arts world 
and in the wider world as well, not just the United States. The Hate You Give was an incredible read. I think Thomas did an excellent job of contextualizing and presenting so many of the big ideas, capitalized big ideas, in the conversations on diversity, racism, inclusivity, and representation. She presented many of those ideas in an approachable way, which is especially important because the book was originally written for young adults. It's an emotionally heavy read, but Thomas's use of first-person limited narration by Star, the protagonist, is brilliant. And again, that narrative choice contextualizes the big ideas in a way that makes them so much more concrete and able to be discussed. I don't know that I would have necessarily picked up The Hate You Give if I would have seen it on a trip to the library or the bookstore, but I'm very glad to have been prodded to do so by Anne and her incredible uh, moderation and education team. So thank you, Anne, and thank you, Tyne, and so many of the other people participating in the book club. And let's see, what's next on our outline? The what's new in the shop, what's happening in the shop and regionally part of the podcast. We are finally almost done with the restock orders following the Puget Sound LYS tour, and I am so glad to be approaching the end of the reorder process. I think I've put in something like a dozen orders and we're down to our last two or three, and then we'll be back to our regular order schedule. We are restocked on favorites like Barocco Vintage, Barocco Nebula, and Zauberball Cotton. And we've also added several items to our brick and mortar shop. We now have Wool Buddy needle felting kits, and those have just about everything you need to get going on your first 3D needle felted project. The only thing you need is a felting mat. I did my very first 3D needle felted project uh, from the Wool Buddy Narwhal kit a few years ago, and I did purchase a wool felting mat from Wool Buddy at that time, but you can easily use something like a piece of dense green upholstery foam that, you know, I usually get at Joann's and then cut into quarters. Uh, we also have those wool felting mats in stock here at the shop. We've added Zauberball Crazy by Shopovol as a test run. It's a 75% superwash wool, 25% nylon blend that acts very much like a hand-spun fingering weight yarn in terms of having some solid sections and some barber pole sections. It acts kind of like a gradient. And then let's see what else uh malabrigo machita arrived about a week and a half ago and it's a fingering weight superwash merino single that knits and crochets up beautifully a few years ago i made a crochet pattern called fortune's chalette from moogly blog in the colorway called sabadoria and that remains perhaps my favorite thing that i've ever handcrafted on the fiber end of things, Lori from Fuzzy Britches Farm and Susanna from Ba Ram U Farm have both stocked us up on local and locally processed fibers. We have some specialty fibers like Pure Angora and Mohair. 
breed specific locks. Uh, we have some Lincoln, some Gotland, and some BFL lamb locks. And we have Rolags as well that are both blends and breed specific plus just regular roving. Late, well, I guess mid last week, we got in a huge Acreworks order. And so that brought us more drop spindles, simple and butterfly cates, and knitting toolkits or fiber toolkits. The fiber toolkits are maybe one of the my favorite purchases that I've ever made to carry in the shop. They come fully stocked with typical notions like removable safety pin stitch markers, mini scissors, a tape measure, and tapestry needles. But the tray is magnetized so nothing falls out. And there's a needle and hook sizing gauge that's built right into the edge of the tray. If you have one of the Acreworks swatch gauges, that fits right over the top as a lid. But you don't need the lid. Um, seriously, I toss mine in my project bag at the end of my day at the shop, and then I usually end up throwing it on the floor of the car. And a stitch marker might fall out occasionally, but that's it. Nothing else falls out. I'm thrilled bits with it. Let's see what else. Oh, oh, yes. We had a visit from Amy of Word Picture Ink Design last week, and she dropped off some of her incredible Stronger Together enamel pins and decals, along with a decal that says Celebrate Diversity Hooked on Inclusion. She will be bringing us some pride stickers and enamel pins uh, sometime this week as well. Keep your eyes peeled on social media for those coming in. Over on the blog post that will serve as episode notes, we will be sure to link to Amy's Instagram feed so you can check out her incredible work. All right, so that brings us to regional fiber arts happenings. The slow crawl uh, is going on from now until Labor Day. We'll have more on our participation in that event in just a second. The Black Sheep Gathering will be taking place in Albany, Oregon from July 5th through 7th. The 2019 Tour de Fleece will be taking place from July 6th through 28th this year. And we host spin-ins each Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. And we'd love to see you and your spinning setup come to visit, especially during Tour de Fleece. I just got a text message from uh, one of my customers and she said, are we going to have a Tour de Fleece team this year? Uh, probably. It's going to be super low-key. There's just a lot going on right now. And so, yes, but it will be super limited and very informal. So um, we'll have some more information on that in our upcoming newsletter. And finally, the Bow Farmers Market uh, up in Bow Edison, Washington, holds a Fiber Day each August we will be there this year on Thursday, August 22nd, doing demos. So feel free to stop by and say hello. We can't wait to meet you. And so those are our regional fiber events happenings. And uh, let's talk a little bit about how some of those break down here in the shop. We are currently in the middle of the Slow Yarn Crawl Pacific Northwest. And that's going on from now until Labor Day in the U.S., which is September 2nd this year. There are 35 participating shops in Idaho, Washington, and Oregon, and you can choose to do as many or as few visits to shops as you like. 
There are prizes for completing each region, but each shop also has its own drawing and gift certificate giveaway. Plus, there's a grand prize drawing for completing the entire slow crawl. Passports cost $10 US. We are down to our last one, but we will probably order some reprints next week. We also have slow crawl logo enamel pins available for $6 a piece. Our patterns are the Shishi Beach Cowl, which is an intermediate to advanced level worsted weight brioche cowl that Meredith Hainsworth of Useless Bay Knits designed. And she also designed our Puget Sound LYS Tour pattern this year. Our crocheted pattern is the Cama Beach Scarf, an asymmetrical triangular lightweight summer scarf that I designed. Uh, you can see photos of both items over on our website on our slow crawl page click on classes and events at the top and then select the 2019 slow crawl page and you'll see everything you need to know for those looking at the cowl and not feeling super confident about your brioche knitting skills we found two free worsted weight patterns that'll help you build up to the shishi beach cowl so those are listed on the slow crawl page of our website and we'll take you from one color basic brioche in the round to two color brioche in the round with decreases and for the crochet pattern if you want to pick that up I'm asking for patience and understanding from our crochet crowd I uh, got everything submitted and then promptly lost my design notebook so I am reverse engineering the pattern I will have that out to testers and then once everything is confirmed we will make that available to people who have visited during the slow crawl I'll be emailing you um, and letting you know that the Cama Beach scarf pattern is available for download so thank you again for your understanding on that our shop anniversary will be observed probably in late July this year uh, the Stanwood Camino school year got pushed back pretty far this year so that means that our normal weekend that we celebrate just as a little bit too busy to have added one more thing to it. So we'll let you know as soon as we have that planned. And by the time this gets posted, our new class listings and registrations should be available on the shop's website. We will be offering classes such as Brioche Basics, Introduction to Lace, Swatch Buckling Adventures, blocking 101 and socket to me basic sock class those are all on our class slate this summer if you receive our newsletter you'll get links directly to the registration pages for all those classes so go check that out and finally speaking of swatch buckling adventures we're going to be down at the seattle knitters guild on wednesday july 10th to do an abridged version of that class for the guild they meet at the Wedgwood Presbyterian Church, and that meeting will get started at 7 p.m. All the details are available on the Guild's website, seattleknittersguild.org. And again, we'll provide a link to that in the show notes. I'm looking at my outline, and I think that covers all the bases. So that'll do it for our first ever Stilly String podcast episode. Again, thank you so much for listening and be sure you tell your friends and fellow fiber people about us. If you're in the Stanwood area, please swing by to say hello. We love being able to put faces with names and social media handles. 
If you have any questions or feedback, please reach out. Our contact information is at the bottom of our website. But again, we will have that in the show notes for you. So until next time, take care, travel safe, and happy crafting. Thank you.